Hey y'all, welcome to the genesis of On The Way Home. At this point, I think you already know how the script goes. In this show, I try to bring you intimate stories, conversations, and scenes from my everyday life here in Oman. These are glimpses of events and people that help me, one way or another, feel like I'm on the way home after moving to Muscat in 2020. In this bonus episode, which was originally recorded as a pilot for the show, I invited my good friend Safiya into the studio to talk about her and a trip we took to Nizwa. So, here it goes. Hey y'all, this is Fatma presenting the segment of Ain't Nobody Listening, where I bring to you intimate stories and conversations from the lives of people that I encounter from my everyday life. In this debut, I invited my good friend Safiya into the studio to talk to her about her and a trip we took to Nizwa. So, here it goes. I want to give you an introduction, but it's really tough because we're really good friends. Uh, we've known each other for less than a year. Yeah. But even then, uh, I want to avoid the cliches of giving <laughs> you like the introduction of who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So let's, uh, let's just jump into it. So in five words, describe how you think others perceive you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that will need so much courage from my side but I think um would be ah okay sometimes arrogant arrogant yeah can't tell why uh smart mm-hmm. um shy arrogant and shy mm-hmm. interesting okay independent mm-hmm. and brave Brave. Brave, I can vouch for. Smart, I can yeah. vouch for. Arrogant, not too much. <laughs> Neither is So shy. I can be arrogant sometimes. Okay, so we heard how Sophia thinks others perceive her. But here's how I perceive her. She's an accomplished, sleep-deprived socialist with a shrewd academic mind. Very much type A, which I am not. She's fueled by a lot of ambition, astonishing amounts of coffee, and a huge appetite for life. I often get secondhand exhaustion from knowing her average to-do list. Between working two jobs and volunteering at two organizations, I can definitively state that I lead a quieter life than she does. From the five words she used to describe herself, I was surprised to hear arrogant among those words. So I asked her to tell me about times she's been arrogant. Okay, a friend told me once that whenever I talk about something that is my area, I tend to be kind of arrogant that I act the way that nobody uh, knows as much I, as I do. So those areas being literature, media. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I, I feel really excited to talk more about it rather than feeling that nobody knows more than I do. So maybe not arrogant as much as passionate? When we first met, a mutual acquaintance told me that Safiya and I have much in common. I gave this acquaintance a dismissive eye roll, assuming it's another misguided generalization casually made about someone who happens to be around my age. Very soon, I noticed that we do have a few things in common. For example, we both studied English literature during our undergraduate years, but we like different types of literature and eras. That's why I appreciate Sophia's passion so much. I found someone who I can talk with about my favorite era of literature, which happens to be early 19th century American transcendentalist literature, and for her to talk about hers. While we do have a fair amount of things in common, 
I think we're quite opposite in our personalities and experiences. One of the things she tends to be passionate about is her hometown, Niswa. She talks about it with a lot of affection and intimate knowledge. I got curious to see this portrait of Niswa that she painted for me. Luckily, she didn't stop at just talking about her Niswa, but she invited me to see it during Eid. We all know that Eid has a certain monotony that we all experience after a certain age. This year was a bit different for me. I got to break that monotony when Safiya invited me to spend the second day of Eid with her and some of her family members in Niswa. Actually, the full family was really excited for me uh, to have friends there because um, uh, I invited uh, invited you to mm-hmm. my grandfather's house in Nazwa. And that place for me is where I grew up, where I have always laughed. Um, I can't recall that many bad memories that happened there. It was and it's still my comfort um, place to go. So uh, and I think my other cousins and my uncles and aunties always think the same about that place. It's um, our happiness hub, let's say. So I really wanted you to see that, to have the feeling and to just see if you can feel the same when you don't necessarily um, have been there before. Actually, I've been to Nizwa a couple of times before Sofia invited me and she was a bit upset that I went without her being there. Here I have to note that the years I spent in college in the US and subsequently in Muscat have made me a bit hesitant about visiting people's homes. I tend to be a cautious person, but the urban lifestyle has made me even more hesitant in general about going to others' houses since we could meet up at a coffee shop, the beach, or any other place. So accepting this invite was refreshing and made me reconnect with my younger self who would go to anyone's house without overthinking the social etiquette. I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous <laughs> to go to your house and I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Mm. Um, I remember us sitting for breakfast yes. and the mango fell from yeah. the tree. It was um, uh, maybe Nizwa's way to welcome you to have that mango falling off, though my uncle is so strict about that mango tree. So here's the deal about that mango tree. It's a big tree in the front yard of the house and no one is allowed to pick any mangoes from it. So the only way to get a mango is to wait for it to fall from its high branches. I knew that I'd leave Nizwa with a lot of affection, but I didn't expect it to swell up so soon. After a filling breakfast under that mango tree with Safiya and her welcoming relatives, she took me for a tour around the house. The structure is a familiar one. A house squared between concrete and mud walls with a spacious front and backyards. As we circled the house, I took note of the Fedaj canal lining the side walls which extend into the backyard and split it in half. She explained to me that, to this day, the people of Nizwa run the Fedaj water schedules by themselves. Their turn is on Friday mornings. Walking around the shaded green space, I was showered by nostalgia that wasn't mine. She recalled some vivid memories about growing up there. Which trees she used to pick berries from, and pointed at the banana tree and its leaves, which they still use to this day for Shua. The house is full of traces from that older life, and the pulse of a present life split between it and Muscat. 
you know the burden of having a guest and then yes. you have uh, you, you feel the pressure of making them feel happy <laughs> yeah yeah I know, I know. yeah but That's it wasn't the case people. at all for me it okay, wasn't the case at that. all yeah because you were vibing and you were vibing with my family too mm-hmm. uh, though you didn't meet all of them because they were busy with all eight things after that tour Safiya and a couple of her relatives took me around a few cool spots in Nizwa. We went back to her grandpa's house in the afternoon and spent the rest of the day talking, drinking coffee, and attempting to read our fortune from those cups. We made up some wild interpretations and left plenty at them. Reflecting on this visit, I can't say that I've seen a different side of Safiya as much as I saw continuity of her character and the quality of being brave to let me and others see so much of her inner life. Have you always been this type of brave person or is it something that you grew not up into? Really, Tell me not about that. Really. I grew up to be, um, I'm a middle child, by the way. <laughs> and it says so many things about me. <laughs> and for a really long time, I was a pleaser. But you can't be a pleaser with really big dreams. At some point, you will just have to be okay with the fact that you are not pleasing people or your mm-hmm. parents or your siblings those people that you really cherish. Mm-hmm. So when I realized that, you know what, there is those many dreams that I have in mind and I can't just let those people down, but I'm going to ask for forgiveness, not for permission at that point. Mm-hmm. So the first step was for me is just to confront them that I want to do one, two, three. And one of them was um, me studying abroad. I did my master's mm-hmm. abroad at that time in Qatar. For context, Sofia did her undergraduate degree in English literature in Sultan Qaboos University and then immediately followed it up with a master's in digital humanities and societies in Qatar. She graduated in 2020, but her academic work never stopped even though she started working in corporate later on. My parents were not that much of supportive because mm-hmm. of how they are really overprotective, but they couldn't say no because deep down they do know that it's my on decision and um, I was actually an A student. <laughs> so that made them more um, supportive. Smart. Yeah, so um, that was the first major thing uh, for me to be brave about, to fight for. And I think I only need at that time a, a really small push, little push to, to just be brave and then everything else would be really easier. Where did that push come from? Uh, dreams your dreams yeah I have so many dreams and it's just the fact that I do have the resources I'm really qualified I'm stuck just because uh, I can't fight sorry for what I want I was um, really bothering me I felt so weak and ashamed I felt touched by the way she earnestly said dreams on more than one occasion Sophia shared with me that knowledge is a cornerstone of her life So pursuing academia is a natural path because she wanted to get her master's and PhD degrees abroad. However, when she did go abroad, that dream evolved. She realized that her dreams weren't only getting degrees, but it was having a certain lifestyle, an area where she can travel, meet different people, acquire and generate knowledge. But for me, uh, it was them knowing for sure that I'm pursuing a bigger dream. It's just not a one-time thing. They really believed in in what I did. So they were not comfortable about it. They um, 
to be honest, we did had our clashes and conflicts in the beginning mm-hmm. and even later because I can't just say it's rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. I do st- sometimes struggle with the fact that um, I need sometimes just to pretend I'm asking for a permission. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that the key is not necessarily asking for permission, but to include them. Mm-hmm. Um, to ask for an advice, for example, uh, to ask what they think about something I have achieved, not necessarily they are interested in, but to feel included. And that made a um, major change. Oh, I just want to note that it's really brave of you to even talk about this, um, not just with me, with strangers who might be hearing this. Learning about this version of Sophia made me wonder if she's always been comfortable talking about those struggles and what makes her so open about them. I, for once, really appreciate them and knowing about them as I've confronted a few similar ones. Have you always been comfortable talking about these things? Um, Or? Not really. To be honest, it took me so long to be comfortable with admitting that I have my own imperfections, whether in my life or with my family. Um, one of the things that I always struggle with is to maintain really good, perfect image about me. Um, my theory is it's a middle <laughs> child thing. <laughs> I would disagree as a middle child, but tell me your theory. It's um, at some point you become the fixer of so many things True. and you feel that you're pressured to just do the right things. It's not, there is no room for mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like uh, you only get praised when you are 100% perfect. So just the idea of me doing mistakes, it was a big thing to me. Mm. It, it doesn't work like this. Um, so through time, mistakes were a lot that I couldn't even track them. And those mistakes were mistakes by your definition or by your family's definition? My definition, Your definition. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and I do have like that tendency of uh, catastrophic thinking in general. So even little small mistakes for me would be a huge matter. But then I also understood um, or realized um, that they are uh, obstacles. I can't be 100% perfect and I can't be a little bit perfect without doing mistakes. Mm-hmm. But the major thing that made me talk more about it is that I saw that at some point I needed someone to tell me, you know what, I went through the same thing and it's going to work out. Don't worry. Because um, not to have that honest conversation with uh, someone else makes you feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. It's like no one can relate to you but the truth is that people are going through really hard things um through their life and we only need little small conversations to talk about it and be honest about our feelings because it might inspire other and empower them do you recall the first person who was that figure to you yes and i think you do know her she's my friend zina yes. shout out shout out to zina, zina. By bringing up mentorship through Zina, the image of younger Sophia became clearer to me. I remember my own struggles and the decisions I had trouble making, which ended up being transformative thanks to the mentors who guided me through them. 
for her to be always there for me to tell me that she has been through the same thing and it's so interesting because we do have so many things in common um even our families and when uh, where, uh, where did we come from how we were raised up uh so it made sense that we go um through the same struggle is she also a middle child yes conservative well, family up? yes with big dreams big yes okay <laughs> At this point, I can say that we covered four of the five words that Sofia thinks others perceive her by. Arrogant, smart, independent, and brave. But we didn't cover the shy part, so I went back to ask her this question. If you haven't been abroad, do you think you would have been comfortable inviting the people you invited, including myself, to Nisba? She responded by saying, No, 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 no. <laughs> Because one of the things that have radically changed me is going abroad and traveling in general. At some point, I had to change uh, the shy girl attitude into not even extroverts, but also feeling comfortable uh, being with people who I'm not familiar with. Um, one of the things that I have always talked about, and I think I have an Instagram um, post about, is that as much as I crave knowledge, reading, in, as in reading books, I understood then that I realized basically that that kind of knowledge doesn't only exist in books, but actually um, within people and their stories and their experiences. And... Meeting new people from different backgrounds with different stories um, ex is exciting for me. Um, so as much as I want to be that warm, uh, bookworm that I used to be, but I'm also proud that now I'm more capable of creating connection with people, people who already have that knowledge, sometimes knowledge that doesn't exist in books. Shai Sofia had to adapt to live her dreams, and I couldn't be more happy about her character development. Because here's the thing about that Nizwa trip with her. Every place she took me to wasn't just filtered through her eyes, it reflected her current character. I saw a much more vivid Nizwa from the one I visited as a kid, and Sofia agrees. That also made me proud. Uh, that the fact that things have been really changing rapidly in Nizwa, it's not only the architecture and the whole um, uh, culture of um, uh, cafes that we have I been it has been emerging in Nizwa and so on, but also the mentality of people, how they are welcoming of difference and different people just coming and going from Nizwa. That um, I have been seeing this more and more through time. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that you want to, it made me also realize that opening up as societies also requires so much of accepting diversity. I would credit 50% of the globalization efforts in yes. Nizwa to you and you <laughs> inviting people from all over to your house. Yeah. Her story and hospitality made me open up more and let my curiosity rather than caution motivate my storytelling. So I hope that you feel encouraged not to just pursue your dreams but live them as Sophia does. Thank you so much for having me today.